Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex Max. Today, Coach and I have possibly the last episode of Season 3. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Are you all good? Can you hear? Yeah, I'm good. Provided Razor Cortex doesn't update and screw it up, which it's currently in the middle of doing. Well, let's just uh, get on into it. This uh, maybe the last podcast of the year. I don't know. Are you going to New Year's? I will be at New Year's, yes. Yeah, well, maybe we can sneak one in at New Year's. <laughs> I'll bring the hot chip challenge. <laughs> yes. Or the hot ones. I still haven't done hot ones. Yeah, I mean, if we if we put it all together, I'm I'm going up a little early. Uh, well, we'll talk about it offline. But uh, well, welcome everybody to the podcast. I think this is our first episode in like two or three months, wrapping <laughs> our uh, third year of on and off podcasting, which is a stupid thing to say out loud. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I appreciate the memes, though. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we when we were a Twin Peaks-focused uh, podcast. It does make sense. Um, we, we peaked twice. Um, no, uh, how how have you been? How is your, your year concluding? Oh, man. I mean, it's been a while since we chatted. I mean, yesterday I saw... Oh. Christmas Carol in theaters. Are oh, they going to say Bones and All? No, I saw that a while ago. Mm. Oh I yeah, you talk about Bones and All. The free screening. I here's the thing. I I don't like most Christmas like Christmas Christmas movies. I think most are garbage. They yeah, are mostly fine, all terrible. They're fine to have on in the background, right? Like, but they're not like. It's wild to me when people, other than like a very specific family tradition, like oh, we always watch. We watch uh, Die Hard Thanksgiving movie. night. The year without a Santa Claus or whatever, right? Like, yep. That is an aside. I'm saying like people who are like, oh no, I'm going to go home and privately marathon like all the shitty Christmas movies that come on TV. It does blow and my like, mind because they're bad. Yeah. They're, 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 not, they're not good. <laughs> I mean, especially like if you're not going to watch them ironically in podcasts or talk about them, then like, <laughs> why even? Um, yeah. So that being said, so I agree with you, most are garbage. There are a couple that I do thoroughly enjoy. And Muppets Christmas Carol is yeah. by far my favorite. Yeah, hell yeah. I Michael mean... Caine puts on the best Scrooge performance <laughs> ever. Um, I think we there's also uh, some off ones, like or the, the controversial ones, right? Die Hards, the... Technically, Lethal Weapon is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think we, we talked about this, if not last year, both years of yeah. the podcast, where it's like, the argument is, it comes down to, is because the movie is happening during Christmas time, is it Christmas, or is it Christmas values that makes it a Christmas movie? Or a now, now, I just appreciate the jokes, and I will over for always say it's a Christmas movie. But obviously, a Christmas movie has to actually rely on Christmas and like the family values and Santa Claus and shit. Right. It's some combination for a proper like holiday movie, a Hallmark yeah. 
movie if you but will. But I will say other holidays don't really work for Die Hard. That's correct, yeah. It I makes agree. more sense. It's a Christmas. Like you wouldn't go you won't fly across the country for fucking Easter. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, not not much people. Um the what's what's weird, what bugs me, because it's one of my favorite movies. Purely for nostalgia, it's not exceptional. Um, is Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Um, what bugs me is people saying that it, it is specifically a Halloween movie or specifically a Christmas movie, and it that it just can't be both, right? It's definitely a mix of both. I'd say more Halloween than Christmas, but I I'd say it's more Christmas. It's a, it's a, it happens. It's it's all about Christmas at the end. Yeah, I guess. But again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I I. I the people I, I I get the diehard arguments um, for the memes or otherwise, but like when I have people like adamantly telling me either it's not a Christmas or it's not a Halloween movie, I that's where I get heated because <laughs> <laughs> it's very clearly both. You can argue the percentages, but like it's it's acceptable to watch both times. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, the other movies that I actually actively enjoy. Like, I, I said it in the Discord. It's like, there's, like, three Christmas movies I actually I actively enjoy watching. Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. I'm going to not include Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yeah, the first one's uh, solid. For, uh, first one's really enjoyable. There's, you know, again, you so many, so much Christmas movies is just nostalgia. I grew up watching that every year with my family. Yeah. So we quote it, we quote it constantly throughout life. Okay. So that one's up there. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, which I'm gonna be honest, is barely a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's really not a Christmas movie until the very end of the movie where it happens to be Christmas. Oh, I got, I got, I got two. I got two. Um, uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I actually that's a little overrated personally. Oh. I still enjoy it. I'll still be happy to watch it. That it's was very that, funny. That was my family's, like, annual movie. Yeah, Christmas. see, my mother, did, my mother hated it because it's too mean. That's, that's fair. It's pretty mean. So, Honestly, you know, my... My dad loved it, so I would watch it with him. Not as mean as every other vacation movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is why my mother doesn't love those. She doesn't love that kind of That's That's totally humor. fair. I, it's so weird, though, because I grew up only seeing Christmas Vacation, and then I eventually saw the other ones, and I'm like, these are so much darker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it is dark. <laughs> um, uh, Vegas and normal vacation. But, uh, oh, God, uh, Elf. Elf is a new classic, Elf. I think. I do, I do enjoy Elf. Again, not something that I really go out of my way to watch, though, every no. Christmas. It's just someone else will turn it on, and I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. Yep. But I'm not actively the one turning it on. Have you watched... Oh, somebody here has a... Uh, uh, fuck. Um, what's the, the movie with the Mogwai? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh, Gremlins. Gremlins. They have Gremlins on here. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Probably more so than Die Hard, honestly. God, I don't think I've school. It's a classic. Um, <laughs> fuck, this is I classic. To... I love it. It's a great movie. I saw another one on here that snuck in. Oh, Krampus. <laughs> Krampus. Jesus. It's good. It's, it's a good uh, horror movie that happens to take place during Christmas. It's pretty funny. 
Well, apparently the new David Harbour Santa action movie is really good. I want to see that so bad. I, I, I haven't seen it. Is it on streaming yet? I don't think so. Uh, maybe I can convince Jay Boner to go to the movies and watch that instead of any of the other million movies she hasn't seen while she's in law school. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Come watch this <laughs> fucking Die Hard, but it's Santa Claus movie. Um, Christ. I, I, I'm excited for that. I, I adore him. He's like... He he does is definitely a fine like balance of he is just maybe a little too full of himself like too too like much of an actor right yeah like, he himself I don't think he himself is full of himself he's full of the what's the way like, he's full of the job like he, he, like acting is the best profession kind yeah. of thing you know but like I there's like he's He's. I think he's just a little bit past like balanced because he will still do. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've definitely mentioned it on the podcast. It's like Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I haven't like, seen it, but you've definitely talked about it. It's like a forty-minute. Um, oh my god, parody of fuck. Um, uh, who is Citizen Kane? God damn it. Um, um, wow, this is gonna bug me. Uh, I'm but, up actually. It's a, uh, uh, like, it's him, and he's, like, going into his dad's old acting. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Basically, like, a, a, an Orson Welles parody. Um, Orson Welles in his, like, last days. But, um, it's, like, a pair, it's, like, this weird parody where he's playing, like, an, uh, just, like, an actor who's so full of himself. And, like, all these family secrets are coming out about his dad and he's like oh fuck like my dad wasn't a good guy <laughs> and it, <laughs> but like it, it cuts back and forth like but the framing device is him talking to his dad's like old agent and whatever and like people are disappearing and getting shot and it's also interspliced with like um knockoff commercials of his dad being drunk and doing like 40 takes for a british themed restaurant that's supposed to be very fancy um <laughs> it, it's such a wild like little little project He's very funny and very funny in it, and very self-aware. And I see something like that, and I'm like, oh, like he gets it. But then I, you watch his hot ones, and he is very full of the acting. You know, is is like the the best thing in the world. Period. Right? Yeah, it's like the, it's so deep. It's... I mean, that's the thing. He's he's a very good actor, and I, we talked about it when we talked about Stranger Things. I wish they had just isolated all of his stuff and had it be a special. In between the seasons or something. Or, like, done a little break, a, a one-week break, and he had a full episode to himself. Because the tone shift of his acting being so good is, like, whiplash. Because he's, he's playing a drama. Like, he is doing monologues and talking about war and misery. And, like, the kids are in bad situations. But they're also, like, kids. It's and... still supernatural. They're still kids. Yeah. They're in Supernatural, and he is in, like, uh, fucking... Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> and it's just like cutting in between that stuff. It doesn't matter. I mean, what's her name's really good. Um, you mentioned her as the, the best part of the season. And she's oh, actually yeah, in another movie. Um, she in the, she's in The Whale, isn't she? Yes. She's the, the daughter in The Whale. Which looks like a real tearjerker. I'll probably see it. I have one friend in Boston that would see that movie with me, so... But yeah, you got to see that Santa movie. 
maybe for the the New Year's cast, we can talk about it over a hot chip or sauces. I do enjoy hot food. Uh, Boston uh, Market said he was down to do the the hot chip. Split it. Oh God. I don't know those those stunt chips. They don't. I only have one because my my uncle got everybody a set. Um, all of us cousins, uh, uh one each, uh, and gave them out at a um, a wedding we were at in Texas. And I don't think anybody's gonna eat them. <laughs> uh, the the shit, like the sauces make more sense to me. Like that kind yeah. of challenge where it takes time, it takes effort to do it. He- or the chips just kind of like, oh, here's a chip. Let's go burn our face off. Yeah, for like an hour. Um, the thing too about the sauces and hot ones. This might not be true for the earlier seasons, and and I've kind of fallen off a little bit. But um, when we did it two years ago, um, every sauce, with the exception of De Bomb, tasted good. Like like these were. Authent- like obviously they're like stunt for flavor or, or, or for the Scovilles or whatever, but everything except a bomb was like actively trying to make it like a something that tasted good or at least uh, had flavor to it. It wasn't just like battery acid, which is the bomb. That is like yeah. actually insane. <laughs> and um, one of the most terrible experiences I've ever had in my mouth. Like. That is a real nightmare. There's a reason they keep it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll get, we can get we can get Boston Market in on that. He's dumb enough. <laughs> he's dumb on the most random shit. Like he's so serious about so much dumb shit, <laughs> and then and he's willing to do something stupid shit. like that. Yeah, it's willing to lose a testicle. Like, yeah. um, I've never seen Polar Express, and I I feel like I uh, I'll get like, it nostalgia there for some people oh i don't get it it's not that good you know we forgot home alone (laughs) yeah home alone counts doesn't it yep home alone a lot of lot of uh i love the thing the best part about home alone is that moira not moira um (laughs) name on schitt's creek um (laughs) yes but moira yeah, when Moira spends all of that time getting home, she mm-hmm. gets home, sees Kevin, and then the rest of the family walks in two seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw a great meme. I don't know if it was shared in the Discord, but it was like the the He-Man giving a, um, like, just remember, uh, and then riding off on his, like, uh, snowmobile or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, just remember, if the neighbor hadn't have saved Kevin, his mom would have found him dead with all of his fingers cut off, hanging off of a door. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah, those those guys are pretty intense trying to basically kill a kid. <laughs> that is that was the trajectory. Also, like considering they had a fake um, police uniform, right? And we're already like, like they, they were they were the wet bandits. They were pretty invested in. <laughs> their their job. They were willing to add child murder to it. <laughs> um, I've never. I seen... mean, you're gonna go go all the way, right? <laughs> never, never half-ass anything, right? Uh, I've never seen Deck the Halls, which I see on here. Looks like a Danny DeVito movie. Oh, it, there's a Schwarzenegger. Was it Jingle All the Way? 
Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way is solid. People love that one. I think it's fine. Fun. It's a fun one. Uh, Bad Santa. Bad Santa's a fun one. I've never actually watched it. Um, it's about a bad Santa who comes I, around. I know and... that. Thank you. <laughs> Eventually becomes like an okay Santa. Uh, it is a heist yeah. movie. Um, with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And I know he has sex with the chick from Gilmore Girls in it. Nice. Um, I've never seen Bill Murray's Scrooged. I heard that's actually not terrible. I believe it's Bill Murray. It's got to at least have a couple of good jokes in it. Mm. Oh no, he's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> have you ever seen Trading Places? That I guess that is a Christmas movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's here. It's here on this uh, obscure Christmas movie poster list. I've never seen Love Actually. I've heard. I've never watched Love Actually. I feel like it's memed on the internet all the time now. Like it's not actually that good. <laughs> I have also heard like some some of the characters are very problematic <laughs> in retrospect. It's just like yeah, I mean, media. I mean, time goes on. <laughs> I think what what I've heard on the internet recently, which you know, it's the internet, so it's like somebody dating like their their assistant or something, and like other other relationships like that. I think it's like a lot of people are saying it's like that movie was never supposed to be this like end all be all of love stories. Yeah, that, that was also in that weird, uh, it's like a, a subgenre of, let me put 20 celebrities in one movie oh, about geez. a holiday. or and They like almost a, all suck when they do that. Or a death or a wedding or something, and then it's just like rapid fire. Um, Christmas of the Cranks, technically a Christmas movie. I, I don't really remember it. I know Detroit loves that one. Mm, Four Christmases. Uh, I would say a little underrated. I agree with his take on that. I can't say I've seen it. It's uh, it's solid. Vince Vaughn, it's great. Uh, uh, who's he with? Mm. But yeah, this is just a, a regular old Christmas special. Um, Vince Vaughn and yeah, Reese Witherspoon. It's solid. They're they're solid. I I do. I would I would recommend that one if people haven't seen it. Nice little nice little feel good comedy. You know, good good healthy mix. Uh, but no nah, man, it's a uh, it's the down times. We don't have a uh, rowing right now, really. <laughs> Kind of do. I will after a break. Yeah. yeah. Well, erging and stuff. I don't know what you got something smart or, or tanks or, or travel or training, any of that figured out. But no, we just erg. That's yep. all we do. Yep. Oh, I think I I think tanks are overrated as shit. Yes. I think they are good um, training tool. So for those who don't know, uh, rowing sport, you don't do it when it's cold out. You can't Freezing. do it when the water is not liquid. <laughs> You're just not fast enough. Um, the So what people will do is basically have specialized either pools or it's like an elevated center with two pools on the side and you just row in place. Uh, it's I a treadmill for rowing, basically. Kind of. I here's the thing. I think it's good for like technical stuff, like once 
over the whole break. Like I, I thought it was really fun at Penn State having the like tanks day, right? Where we yeah, were... it was it was a good time. It was also a good time to get especially kids that joined in January. Yeah. yeah. Like it's here's an ore. You can do this thing on a stationary thing. It's just a nice little day, and it's just a fun little excursion. It breaks it up a little bit. It's it's one step above, um, using a practice for swim test day. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, the, there are teams that are like obsessed with them though. And I like, I think they are overrated in that sense. Like I would never have it be a, even if, oh God, it's a weird thing where if, if somebody went and invested and then we had tanks, I'd feel like we have to use them, you know, but I'll put it this way, MIT got rid of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> like now part of that was because they were falling apart, the engine was loud as shit, like it wasn't worth having. Yeah. But like there was a reason they got rid of theirs because it just they didn't use them enough. They weren't worth it. Yeah. No, without a doubt. I um Yeah, it's just waiting. I what's what's sucks for us is um the kids get back. Um and I coach for a certain college in the United States that they they don't get back until like two weeks before erg sprints. And we go to erg sprints every year, so I'm like, this is going to be a pretty rough welcome back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's – I'd even say you probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to defend our trophy. Um, there's also like the, the, the top people who are like very invested. They are going to stay fit. Like, I'm not worried about them, uh, and I would not want to detract from their, you know, rowing careers, because I, I already know the, like, <laughs> the folks who aren't going to do anything over break and show up in somehow the worst shape of their lives. <laughs> yeah, I had some kids show up today to, uh disturbing today and it was the first time i've seen them since the end of the fall yeah i finished a 20 minute piece they're like i was like how was that girls like that was awful (laughs) (laughs) i was like yep welcome back yeah i've been i've I've been sending him workouts and stuff and i know i know who's doing them but uh they you know good luck to them (laughs) yeah uh no, but I'm 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 excited for this season. I mean, it's in theory this is going to be the first full year I get without COVID even partially interrupting in a while. Yeah, that's nice. So. It's the same with me. It's gonna it feels good. Because <laughs> last year they they suspended all activity, all just all club activity for like a, until Feb mid February. So our winter training just completely got derailed and. <laughs> We were basically playing catch up all the way up until uh, you know the end of the season. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to having actual training. <laughs> Holy hell! Uh, and I've had I've had a few girls that have actually been coming consistently for our very optional. Like, it's like I don't. I'm not oh. actually judging the kids that aren't coming. I mean, this is high <laughs> school. I don't mind them having the time off, but I do remind them like you're gonna feel like shit when you come back in January if you don't. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. I I don't fault them for not. So I I open up our erg room at the boathouse, um, and I told them like you know you don't have to come. Like I'm not I'm gonna have it open. Whatever. I really don't care if people show up or not. But like, I'm not 
upset that you aren't coming. I'm more like trying to let you know, hey, you're gonna like you said, you're gonna feel like absolute garbage if you do not do anything and your first workout is in a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it always it also goes to the point where like the more you know, I I try to keep up on all of the. You know, physiological science, whatever you want to call that nowadays. Um, And like, you know, the people that I trust that I read their stuff and watch their videos and listen to what they have to say. It's like, if you're having kids come back, you you, so many coaches are like, welcome back 2k, welcome back 10k. And it's like, if you want to get get kids injured, that's what you should do. (laughs) So he's like, in reality, what you need to do, like first, first week back it needs to be 50%. Second week back it needs to be 75%. Yeah. And it's like I just try to remind the kids like yeah, like I'm going to not I'm not going to murder you the first week. But like if we have to start at 50% and 50% is a 20 minute erg piece, then we're losing essentially a week of training that you could have had if you just stayed in decent shape. We could have started with half hour pieces instead. Yeah. I've been trying to get him to like hey do just like an hour of cardio if you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, day. that's what I've had my kids do. I don't need them going crazy. It's just like, hey, oh. if you can come by, swing Super by the air room, 40 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes in an ab circuit, 20 minutes in some stairs, like just do something. Yeah. No, it'll some... be apparent. <laughs> yeah, they don't, I think it's really hard, especially they're young. Yeah. It's just like doing something is so beyond better than doing nothing. Like it's it's even hard to like put the math to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I I have my folks are marginally older and probably less responsible, so I expect more of them um, <laughs> as university students. But uh, no, it's it, it it it's just exciting to hopefully big knock on wood get away from COVID. <laughs> COVID was never real, anyways. Well, also, I don't my, know. How many people are wearing masks down there? Right now, like none. But um, there's a couple service things, but uh, for the most part, it's it's completely lifted. I was gonna say, um, shit, I lost it. It was something about Rowan, I think. Usually is. Hmm. Oh, I was like, I had one or two, like, uh, rowers catch it and. Like, just their whole season was wrecked. Like, like they were set back like months. Um, it's absolutely insane. It's uh, yeah, I've, I, I, I had a few kids get bad luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, the so the the university they go to, they all have to be uh, they all have to have the the, the jab, the jab, the jihad Joe jab. Um, <laughs> jihad Joe. <laughs> I I definitely sent that stupid shirt in the Discord where they just Photoshop his face onto Osama bin Laden, and we're not political, but fuck that is that is a funny little image macro. Um, <laughs> I anyway the the they're all like vaccinated, so it's like. They don't get it that bad, but, like, and also, like, you know, I I am not going to say that, like, young people shouldn't have gotten the vaccine or anything like that, but it definitely, 
hurt young people less than you know the 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 elderly and the very very young um well have they tried not being old uh yeah that's what you got to do um just that like like seeing them vaccinated catch it have their whole you know 2k's and e uh metric to point to but like that's really indicative of like your vo2 max and stuff having your whole like cardio base like derailed or set a month behind even with two vaccines and like being i mean in better shape than most uh, people in america their age uh it's just nutty it was nutty to see like because like the flu people catch the flu or colds or whatever and you know they're they go depending on the the person they can be set back a little bit. They could be set back a lot. But, like, with that, that was consistently, you know, uh, at least a month of training, like, knocked off. Oh, easily. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know why these kids don't just uh, be hermits and not uh, not breathe other people's air. <laughs> <laughs> no, but back to movies. You so you had seen Bones and all, yes. Jay Boner's really interested in it, and I know we've we've discussed on the Discord a lot, and I think I already know all of your opinions on it, but I did want to talk about it on the podcast. All right, so I'm gonna take a pause to go pee though. So okay. you have a, you have a moment to collect your thoughts. I've got a lot, <laughs> and everybody's gonna hear about it. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Let's uh, let's hear let's hear about this uh, cannibal drug love story. All right. So first <laughs> things first. Uh, I would say uh, it depends on my mood. Where I depending whether I'd say a hard one or a soft two. Okay. Okay. So in terms of like weird ass movies that I've seen in the recent past. Oh, Lighthouse isn't very recent anymore, but that's probably the one of the weirder ones I've seen in a long time. Okay, weirder um, than Lighthouse or not? Consistently sure. <laughs> it's about people eating each other. Okay, okay. Uh, that's a tough one, actually. What about... Very um, different movies. But like, oh. and then you compare it. So what you really should be comparing it to, you shouldn't be comparing it to the Lighthouse because they're so drastically different stories and tales and points and themes and. Okay. Um, but so it is good. I just I can't recommend it to anybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, it's one of those. Because it's so fucked up. Like these guys, they're just going around eating people. Yeah. <laughs> Walking up to people and going chomp. <laughs> Hey, Flyers, let's say Flyers did not think it was a 2 out of 2. <laughs> Why she went, I still don't understand. Because I'm like, uh, Flyers, you're not going to like this movie. 
Like, yeah. this is so far not your realm of cinema. This ain't your bag. <laughs> it's not your bag, man. It's like, this is my bag. I like longs. Like, I think it's two, it's like two and a half hours, two hours, 40 minutes. It's not a short movie. Okay. It's a very slow burn, very character acting focused. Mm-hmm. Which you have to be in the mood to watch that kind of movie. You have to enjoy that kind of movie. And you've got to be able to willing to look at Timothy Chalamet's skinny, raily body for two hours. I like where this is going. <laughs> He's half naked, like the whole fucking movie. Um, Hell yeah. So, like the pre- so people that don't know premises, this one girl, she likes to bite people. Um, don't her they? Father. <laughs> father basically leaves her. He can't deal with it anymore because they have to keep moving because she keeps trying to eat people. Happens to the best of us. Um, so she leaves, and on this journey, she meets she meets different eaters. That's what they call them, eaters. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, so she meets the first one, and then eventually meets Timothy Chalamet. Can I can I do a quick little timeout? Yes. Are they supernatural eaters or? Are they just like normal world, normal rules cannibals? Just normal. Just, just, just straight up cannibals. Just straight up cannibals. Okay, that's okay. So the trailer almost makes it feel like they are so, like. It's not supernatural. Like like pseudo vampires almost, right? No. Or like pseudo zombies or something. So I think <laughs> I, I said in the Discord, the way I would describe <laughs> this movie is if you've ever seen. Any sort of, I mean, there's there's quite a few. I'm trying to, I'm kind of blanking on like an exact example, but basically, it's a coming of age story, coming of age love story in particular. So you get that kind of aspect from it, the coming of age love story that is, you know, I I don't want to say it's overdone because I don't think that kind of story can ever be overdone as long as it's done well. Yeah, but cliche, Um, and then you mix that with. A drug addict movie at the same time. Because basically what it is, these guys, the, the eaters don't have, like, they don't have control over this urge to eat people. Like, yeah. they kind of comprehend the fact that it's not good. Like, we probably shouldn't be killing people and eating them. One might say. One might say that breaks the social contract. But they still do it. Because they're, they're addicted to it. Like, they have to do it. They get this urge. They, get, they, they call it the hunger. You know, they have to go do this thing. So it's, you know, two drug addicts traveling together, trying to come to terms with the fact that the shitty things that they have to do in order to eat people. <laughs> right. Um, and then in particular, she's trying to come to, she's trying to come to terms with just being an eater. She just found out really what it is. She thought she was alone and now she finds out there's others like her. So she's trying to come to terms with just being an eater. So they travel, they travel, they travel. They eat, and they eat, they eat. Yeah, put spoilers on it. Um, I know you don't care, so. Um, so basically what happens is the first eater that she meets is this weird dude named Sully. And you want to talk about an amazing performance. This guy was phenomenal in this movie. And I know 402 Joe is like, oh, there weren't enough scenes with him to say this ending made sense, but I was like, I actually kind of did. You don't need a lot of this one character. You understood he was fucked up from the moment you met him. And you knew it was never going to end well. <laughs> yeah, they got a, uh, you know, Fault in Our Stars vibes, like, uh, but they're eating each other. <laughs> they're eating each other, yes. 
Requiem for a Dream, but they're eating each other. <laughs> um, actually, but they're eating each other. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Um, so they, they keep doing this, and then for a while, they like don't eat anybody. Um, and you think they're kind of done with that, and then they do it, and then she realizes that eating people is bad, killing people because like they're taking these people away from their families, and like she's she doesn't like that. So she eventually leaves Timothy Chalamet. This is where the movie kind of takes a turn for me. Okay. So it's all really good. All really good slow burn. Phenomenal acting. She eventually finds her mother, and her mother was an eater too. Her mother hated eating people so much that she actually ate her own hands off so she couldn't do it anymore. Nice. Which is, you know, fucking metal. But also, (laughs) she would still have a mouth, so she could still eat people, so... But she also got herself locked up in an insane asylum. Ah, uh, there we go. I was gonna say, uh, unless you can eat your own mouth. <laughs> um, so atheist. Um, like that—that's kind of like the initial conflict of the movie. Is it's both the daughter, this girl who's trying to come to terms with being an eater, and then also find her mother at the same time. Yeah. Eventually, finds her mother, finds out her mom's an eater, and she blames her mom for abandoning her. Like you could have helped me deal with this shit, and then her mom tries to kill her so she wouldn't have to deal with being an eater. Because she thinks it's a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it is. So then, after that meeting, I believe, is when she decides to leave Timothy Chalamet. Like, they love each other. That, you know, normal normal coming-of-age love story. Yeah. You eventually have to have the breakup, right? Yeah. So she breaks up. She goes back on her own. And then that weird dude shows up again. Turns out he's been following her the entire movie. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Just like over the course of like six months. <laughs> Listen, when you're eating people, you got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> it's true. When, when your only purpose in life is to eat people. <laughs> um. So she tells him, "No, I don't want to be with you. You're kind of weird." Yeah. And so he he loses it on her, and you don't see him again for another twenty minutes before the end of the movie. So the point is, my this, the whole tangent is that. She leaves Timothy Chalamet, goes yeah. on her own like self fulfilling journey. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, now it's either it's very quick, her self fulfilling journey is very quick, or I think if I remember correctly, it's just a time skip off screen, where she then realizes that she should go be with Timothy Chalamet. And it's just like so unearned, you know. Sure. It's- I mean, I didn't see the movie. I defer to you. <laughs> and so you're, so you're sitting there like, well, we've got to be near the end of the movie here because we, you know, we just told the crazy guy to f off, so we know this is not going to go well. He's coming back, and now he's she's getting back together with Timothy Chalamet, and that happens. They go traveling. They decide to live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She gets a job at a library because she loves to read. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, maybe we're actually getting some semblance of a happy ending here. And then weird Sully dude comes by and uh, in the process of killing him in a one of the most brutal scenes you will ever see in your entire life. If you do watch this movie, it is holy shit. <laughs> stream it. it. It definitely has my attention, but it's not it's not. I would rather see Violent Night so far. <laughs> yeah. Um, like fires his eyes are closed for probably the last 10 minutes of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right uh it was now like, even i was i'm not squeamish on that kind of stuff but even i was like this is gratuitous this was unnecessary <laughs> Fair um so they kill they end up killing him and then in the process though timmy chalamet got a uh, got stabbed in the lung which is does not go well yeah so as the movie's ending he 
He's like, you need to eat me, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And that's the ending of the movie is her eating him. And you, you leave the theater and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, You didn't tell me that it's revealed that she killed her babysitter when she was three to oh, eat her yeah. babysitter. Yeah, they didn't. Father didn't know that was her first. Her first was uh, she was like three years. She doesn't remember it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so like they start eating young. <laughs> Jeez. The movie. The movie basically opens with her biting a classmate's finger off. Yeah, I. I mean, that's in the, in the trailer. trailer. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is very good. It's very well done. I think it probably could have been about 20 minutes shorter. You still would have gotten all of the main points off. Or they could have sacrificed 20 minutes from the center and extended the ending 20 minutes to like give her give her character arc a little bit more finality to it, coming to terms with herself. You never just never get to see that, which I think was which what bothered me the most. Nah, it wasn't the cannibalism that bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> But if people like that type of, you know, slow burn, really well acted in movie where you walk out of it, you're like, ah, shit. (laughs) I I get the vibes Jay from Red Letter Media is going to like this or at least want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel he doesn't like any movies. (laughs) Yeah, but he likes the weird horror shit. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a day for not for Shell. Uh, that's the actor. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Jay from Red Letter Meter Media kind of movie. This, is, just, this would be on his like wrap up list. Like just a weird amount of weird amount of gore. Some of it unnecessary in my opinion, but they they made their money back at least. I'm thinking, uh, or oh, no, they they did not make their money back. <laughs> but why would it? Who 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 greenlit that movie? Fusion of genres. Um, and again, did a phenomenal job, but it's definitely not a mass appeal movie. Like you're trying to make money, it's that's not going to sell. Yeah, this is uh, like who who could you ever recommend that movie to? It's as hard for me to recommend as it's honestly harder for me to recommend than The Lighthouse. Yeah, I can see that. The Lighthouse has perks of craziness and weird that i wouldn't tell most people to watch but like i would go tell you four to joe but mikey it, even it Zach a little bit lives in it right like the lighthouse lives in it and i i get the vibe from the trailers and stuff like yeah they are killing people and stuff and it's gratuitously violent and weird but in the in-between spaces it and you can tell me if i'm wrong on this does it go like you know fault in our stars kind of like i don't know how's the uh, if I've ever like, seen a fault in our stars. So okay, don't ask me. Is, it, uh, is it more about the like the YA relationships between these peoples in between, or is it always living in the cannibalism aspect? Oh, it doesn't live in the cannibal aspect. It's actually very little cannibalism compared to what you expect from the trailer. Right, right. That's what I mean. Is that you're watching a um, this like drama, this character thing, but then it, it it's interspliced with just gratuitous violence even if it's not seen some of it it sounds is seen but like most of it is seen <laughs> yeah a scene implied like, like yeah so you, that's it's it, it is a weird like intersection right like because the lighthouse just lives in it it's just a fucking like 
suspenseful people are losing their minds and you're steadily following that like the lighthouse isn't a, a well i mean i guess you could argue it's a love story between the two men but it's not really <laughs> a love story between those two dudes interspliced with them going crazy it is mostly them going crazy yeah. um almost 100 so, percent them going crazy that's, that's exactly what it is um yeah so again i, I liked it i'll probably never watch it again <laughs> Same thing with the lighthouse. I think I'd rather watch the, rewatch the lighthouse. Honestly, I would. I would rewatch the lighthouse. I like that director. Um, I can also like it's. A, you can. I can very easily say the lighthouse is a two out of two, if you like that director. If you like that specific type of movie. Yeah. It, it sounds like Bones and All doesn't have a specific audience necessarily. Yeah, it was. It, or, it had. So let me put it this way. I saw this in a very art house movie theater. There's <laughs> there's a movie theater down in Brookline that I love. It's really cool. It's a small theater. You know, I don't know how many theaters they have, but it's not like it's not a Cineplex, right? Yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. little corner thing. It's been around since 1920. I just watched, I just recently went to a showing of a movie called The Hustler starring Paul Newman. Sure. Um, and his daughter came in for a Q&A afterwards. It was really cool. They do that kind of shit. You know, they yeah. played Muppets Christmas Carol yesterday. They did, they do all this kind of special stuff. So I, I love it. It's a lot of fun to go there. Um, say it's a place that Tommy Wiseau probably ended up after a room viewing. <laughs> yes, I watched, well, we watched, what was that movie called? The The Room? No, not The Room. The one that, it's Franco remaking The Room. Basically. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The Disaster Artist. Yeah, we saw that there. Um, so, you know, no surprise that a movie like this would be playing special screening for very niche audience. So obviously you can imagine the type of person that was at this screening and it was just, they were so fucking annoying. (laughs) Just like, it's just Shia LaBeouf. So you just, you pretentious D bags talking about (laughs) this or that. (laughs) And like it's the same type of person. So it wasn't this movie, but when I was when I was at the Hustler, yeah. which again, same type of people are coming to a showing of a 1950s movie, right? Black and oh, white yeah. Paul Newman movie. It's the same type of people going to see that. And you know, I just I love history of cinema, so I'm willing to sit through those jagweeds for it. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember so I'm at the Hustler, and the advertisement for Muppets Christmas Carol comes on. Like, hey, come December 17th, December 18th, bring the kids. We're playing Muppets Christmas Carol. And obviously, I'm sitting there, my favorite Christmas movie. I already had tickets to it. <laughs> um, the people behind me was like, you know, I just never really got the Muppets. <laughs> just like, what, they're puppets and they talk? <laughs> I was just sitting there, and I'm like, how much fucking pretentious can you be? Just, I really found the Muppets funny. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your opinion, man. Like, <laughs> one of the most beloved, some of the most beloved characters in all of like just media history, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I really I found the Muppets that funny. Find the Muppets uh, kind of pedantic, to be honest. Uh... <laughs> oh God, I hate those people so much. Um, Especially since it was a special showing of Bones and All, so it was, you know, I, the reason I knew about it was I'm I'm on the membership list for that place. Like they send me emails all the time, come watch this thing. 
And I know that's the exact slip. So, you know, I'm really wire leopard in my facing right now, but <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I was going to say, uh, my significant other being in law school has significantly taken away from like me going to the movies, <laughs> but, um, also like everything's coming. I just, I, I, the only things I would regularly see at this point are movies from directors that I'm very interested in. Maybe Bones and All and stuff like that that she would highlight. And so then, I would tell you to wait till streaming for Bones and All. Honestly. Yeah, and then Marvel movies, right? Um, and even the Marvel movies. I'm and now with the though. Marvel movies, I'm like, I'll fucking wait. Like I, <laughs> uh, I, I have not gone to see one in a, in a hot minute. Um, I haven't seen theaters. Black Panther. I'm behind on Black Panther, and uh, I think that might be it because I've seen Thor: Love and Thunder. I saw that in theaters. We talked about that already. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would recommend if you're you're just bored, you want a uh, low stakes comedy uh, action ish movie. Bullet. Yeah. Oh, so I I think you and Needle saw that. It's um, it's fun. I would say I would describe it as the the. There's like an um. Tone is the wrong word. Maybe there's a theme, I guess. That like in John Wick, there's this like you know, he like there's a seriousness to the world, right? Yeah. Um the world building, I guess. And like let's say John Wick one, even two and, and three, where there's this meta story about like this world of assassins and whatever. Um it has that, but then it's played all for laughs. Um Yeah. And the action is like it's fine, it's whatever. It's really not about the action. It and there's like all these cutaways. It almost feels the dialogue isn't quippy enough to be like Tarantino, but it has those like let's just go live in another scene for like <laughs> uh, ten minutes or whatever, and then come back to where we are. So it, it it's interesting and I it's it's fun. It, I'd say it's like maybe a hard one, soft two. Depending. A nice easy movie to watch. Bradford's yeah, always yeah, good. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's fun in it. Um, no, the it, dude from Kickass is in it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, it's it's solid. I it it's like a, it's also like a whodunit. Uh, because not a spoiler, he's trying to get a briefcase off a bullet train, and in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, you're saying there's trains? Uh, <laughs> Are there bullets too? At least one. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's it's fun. There's a lot of like random cameos. Um, fucking Channing Tatum shows up in probably, it's not the same exact same way, but it is almost the same way as this is the end of the way Channing Tatum shows up in this fucking uh, movie, like, out of the blue. Um, it's uninteresting about that cameo. <laughs> um, that he was, like, drunk and just accepted it on a whim. <laughs> yeah, so they were on set, and Seth Rogen's talking to um, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah. And he's like, there's no way we could ever get an actual really famous person to do this. <laughs> for for people who haven't seen this is the end it's a post-apocalyptic movie uh where all the celebrities are the people who survive the rapture and don't get raptured because they're terrible people and 
eventually they come across Danny McBride who has a sex slave with a mask on. <laughs> and he takes it off and it's Channing Tatum. Yeah. Um, and so in the it's conversation... also very late in the movie. There's like maybe <laughs> 10 minutes left in the movie when that happens. Uh, but uh, so anyway, Jonah Hill was like, yeah, we'll oh, it. you know, Channing Tatum is uh, willing to. He wants to branch out. It's <laughs> <laughs> his exact words. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they email him. Channing Tatum like reads the email in passing, basically, while I think drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's the story. Is that he's like read it at like two in the morning or something and said yes. And he's like, "Well, I'm a man of my word." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, I I haven't watched that movie again in a minute. Um, yeah, I'm... I remember trying to watch it again at one point, being like, "This wasn't as funny as I remember." There, there's a lot of novelty too. They were all in the peak, like the meta aspect of like they were all at the peaks of their career, or at least their comedy careers at the same time together. Because they're referencing like Pineapple Express being right behind them. They're referencing before James Franco got canceled, um, how he. And Seth Rogen had, like, a weird friendship that was, like, people would talk about on, like, late shows and shit, right? That they were doing movie after movie together, and there's the whole meta thing of them, like, their friendship. Um, it, it's just, like, it's it's such a uh, stuck-in-like-its-own-time thing where it's, like, if you've seen all of their, like, if you've seen Superbad and... Uh, like, if you haven't Express. seen Pineapple Express, there's an entire thing where they make <laughs> a sequel to Pineapple Express. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, is, like, you, you, you would have to have watched basically the Seth Rogen movies all the way up until that point. And including Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> yeah. And then watch that, and then it would be, like, remembering that, like, you know, Danny McBride is, is, is like, I think Eastbound and Down had just finished, and um, yeah, it, it's such like a, a unique thing. And I, I don't, I haven't tried to go back and watch it, but I'd imagine it would get like I don't know, boring or like it wouldn't hit well, as. It doesn't hit as hard. I think it just doesn't hit as hard the second time in general. Yeah, so it was a lot of shock. A fucking um, oh my god, uh, not Bill Hader. Uh, shit, Ant Man. Um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's fucking hilarious and like. The beginning and in, in like uh, Michael Sarah, yeah, um, Jonah Hill uh, when he was uh, Fat Jonah Hill, uh, and he, being and he gets possessed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, there's so many funny cool. moments in there, but it's really yeah. just not that good of a movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the first time you saw it, I think I saw that with Needle the first time in college. Yeah, that I think was, we came saw over it. This, came over the summer, I think. Yeah. Um, and just like walking out, our faces hurt. La- we yeah. laughed so hard. And I always go back and watch it. I'm just like, you know what? These jokes don't land as hard the second time. The Backstreet Boys had been broken up at that point for like, you know, it seemed like they never were going to get back together. And that's like the big (laughs) punchline. Yeah. And so it's just like, but then you realize the entire movie was just them referencing themselves. Yeah. You're like, eh, it's not that funny. We have about five minutes left on the podcast. There's two things I wanted to mention. Um, Okay. One, are you familiar with the f- word, the new word, Riz, R-I-Z-Z? I've heard it, yeah. Okay, that's it. I mean, <laughs> for our, for our uh, non-listeners, um, the aliens out there who discover this podcast archive, Riz is like, it just, it's, I guess, game, you know, charisma with women, or I guess the 
uh, fair sex that you're you're interested in. Um, I've just been loving um, the like because it's a zoomer term, right? The zoomer slang. I really enjoy new zoomer slang. Not slang is slang, whatever. But like people's reactions to it or overreacting to it. Because it, like, uh, let's be real, it's it's all pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but like that's the thing is like every generation, every every generation every, has their own slang. Every, yeah. not even, it's, it's even more, even more micro than that. It's like every three or four years, there's gonna be a new new round of like words for meaning the basically the same thing. Um, Glizzy, I know there was a lot of hate for Glizzy when it started, and I I was a big Glizzy stand. I stand by Glizzy now. I think Glizzy is hilarious for hot dog. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna look at me in the face and say, calling somebody a glizzy gobbler or let me, let me gobble that glizzy isn't just peak comedy. Um, Riz, Riz is fine. It, it's like, it's from like the black Twitch community. I think. I feel um, like that's where all this slang comes from. Cause like Finna got really big. They're, they're up and coming. Uh, is my understanding on Twitch is like, they're starting to like, uh, carry more, you know, uh, wait on the website and stuff, but I, so Riz, like, I think Dave Portnoy was, was talking about it, and, like, Ethan Klein, like, m- m- most, e- Gen X, or I guess, yeah, Gen X folks talking about it, and it's funny to, to hear people talk about it, but, um, I think I changed my name on the Discord right now to the Rizzler, which, uh, people have been <laughs> saying, and I just think it's fucking hilarious, um, he's so good at Riz, he's the Rizzler, um, it's just dumb shit, and, and, like, I, I both love people overreacting to new slang, and then also the weird little like phrases that come of it out of it, like the glizzy gobbler, like the Rizzler. Um, I just want to just little little Urban Dictionary check in there. And then the other thing is, um, as someone who one of the few people I know that watch anime, I would recommend if you have Hulu, okay. giving Chainsaw Man a shot. Good to know, Chainsaw yeah. Man. Yeah, I'll add it to the list. I've still got to finish Wednesday first. It is, you can put it pretty low on the list. It's still going. It it just it's like, it it hasn't finished its first season. Um, the it's it's so hard to to recommend it in so much as it it's it's very violent because it's about a it's a world with devils and stuff and people make contracts with them and the protagonist makes one with the chainsaw devil. Um, becoming as one, a, as one does, as one does, as as a, as a chainsaw man would, um, <laughs> where <laughs> they explain it. So I don't want to like get into that, but like, uh, he basically has chainsaws for hands and a chainsaw on his head, and he that just seems goes, unwieldy. Yeah, he's he's pretty unwieldy. Um, the chainsaw devil is actually a little cute dog in the first episode. So big, like I I would like that plushie. But um, the it's cute. It's adorable. I think he calls it Ponchito. But um, God, I it, it's such a weird thing because it is like the protagonist is like this humanity deprived animal almost, and it, it's it's this weird thing where it's like I shit you not. The first five episodes, his goal is just to touch a pair of boobs, and. <laughs> everybody lofty but worthy goals (laughs) everybody around him else is like is very serious in a very serious world for the most part there's a he's a uh a devil 
possessed girl that he plays off of and she is like a nightmare um to deal with but it's like this weird thing where the surface level of it of that character your protagonist is so sh impossibly shallow and he's like learning how to be a human and like what humanity is in this very serious and dark world and it's just it's hard to recommend to people no 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 please give this anime a shot where the guy just really wants to touch boob um for like the first right now the first half um and like Honestly, there's a lot of, like, graphic violence. Any, imagine an anime with somebody called Chainsaw Man in it, and that's the amount of violence you're going to get. Now, the um, question is, do they eat people? Do the devils eat people? I'm, I'm only know. interested in cannibalism now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, I, soft spoiler, the Chainsaw Man eating people is actually a critical part in the first arc, I want to say. <laughs> um, it's... It's oh God. It's such a weird recommend because it's in such a weird space. But I think you would enjoy it, or at least enjoy the novelty of it. Um, honestly, the grossest I do enjoy scene, novelty. The grossest scene has nothing to do with chainsaw violence. It has to do with somebody throwing up in somebody else's mouth. Um, That's gross. It is. Honestly, throwing I, up it, back and forth forever. You're throwing up back and forth forever. <laughs> I honestly like cringed harder than most like contemporary horror movies I watch. I was just like, oh fuck, because <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly it's it's like it's done for laughs and it is so graphic and I'm just like, why? Wh who? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I I it's a, it's a it's I I honestly I can recommend it as a for now. Probably a two out of two, but it it does have like you need to. It's in that like, not quite as weird as old boy, but it is like, it's a very dark world and like people die, pretty gruesomely, uh, or uh, like unsympath. It's almost Game of Thrones, right? There's no sympathy, or it's it's not like, uh, necessarily poetic or whatever. It's like people will just fucking die and like. That's the end of it. They're dead. Like it, it's it's a very I appreciate cool some world. novelty. You know, that's, that yeah. sounds interesting. I'm down. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe give it a shot, and uh, we can circle back in the new year. But uh, uh, you have anything else you want to go out on? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was Christmas coming up here. Um, yeah. People talk about needs last second Christmas gift. I recommend board games in general. You know, it gets the family going. Yeah, on. I just had a board game night on Saturday with the some of the boys, the the DC area boys. Yeah, so uh, but I just found a new one. Uh, I think we always just, need new ones. I think it just came out actually. Okay. Uh, it's called okay. Stratego. Never heard of it. All right, now, warning: it's not like a family game. It's two, it's only two people, but okay. you know you get someone that really enjoys playing a nice little quick. Kind of skill, but kind of, you know, it's luck-based a little bit as well. It's that nice little mix mm -hmm. between the two. Mm -hmm. So you set up your pieces, you try to catch the opponent's flag, uh, but different pieces can do different things. It's it's quick, it's really easy to learn. It's just a nice little simple game that I think would make a good little, good good Christmas gift that if you're, if you're running late on somebody. Would you say that when one piece captures another piece, they cannibalistically eat it? They could. You, you could. We, the bones and all, Stratego. <laughs> <laughs> the crossover everyone's been asking for. <laughs> Would you say Sully is more of a bomb or a spy? <laughs> oh, that's tough. Sully's got to be uh, 
Or He's he gotta like be a spy, mind? right? <laughs> he yeah. follows the girl around for the entire fucking movie. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Well, have a good one, bud. You too, man. <laughs>